Welcome to the Cybersecurity Readiness Podcast Series with Dr. Dave Chatterjee. Dr. Chatterjee is the author of Cybersecurity Readiness, a holistic and high-performance approach. He has been studying cybersecurity for over a decade, authored and edited scholarly papers, delivered talks, conducted webinars, consulted with companies, and served on a cybersecurity SWAT team with chief information security officers. Dr. Chatterjee is an associate professor of management information systems at the Terry College of Business, the University of Georgia, and visiting professor at Duke University's Pratt School of Engineering. Hello, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome you to this episode of the Cybersecurity Readiness Podcast Series. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Marcin Ganklers, an expert in cybersecurity awareness and training. Marcin, welcome. It's great to have you as a guest on the show today. Thanks for making time to share your thoughts and perspectives with listeners. To get the ball rolling, Marcin, how about share with listeners a bit about your professional and cybersecurity journey? Hello, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be to be here. My cybersecurity journey is quite interesting and unusual because I'm a former journalist. I worked at the Polish public television for eight years. And one day I had to prepare a TV material about a phishing attack. It was about a man who lost all of his money because cyber criminals broke into his bank account. It was a time when phishing attacks weren't so common in Poland. So as a journalist, I started searching for information about phishing attack, how they looks like, what are the consequences of the attack, what are the techniques I had to record some experts. And that's how I found cybersecurity is very interesting. And after uh, I had finished this material, I started um, reading about cybersecurity, following some experts. And that's how I uh, became a cybersecurity passionate. A A few years later, I saw that the biggest bank in Poland was searching for a person responsible for building cybersecurity program for uh, clients and employees. And I came to conclusion that it's the best time for me to dive into this cybersecurity world. I got this job and that's how I um, became a cybersecurity awareness expert. Fantastic, what a great, great story. Marcin, you have a lot of experience a lot of interesting stories probably to share with the listeners. How about we start with some challenges and hurdles that are associated with effective cybersecurity communication? No problem. I think one of the biggest problem is that for many organizations, cybersecurity is not a priority. So they prefer to invest in some security tools, software, rather rather than invest in this human operating system. They don't want to spend the money uh, for for educating employees. I like this meme 
probably you know it and our listeners also, uh, security budget before and after the breach. I think it's the same <laughs> with education. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you don't have, if, if it's not a priority for the organization, it's hard to educate employees. They don't see this communication. Another thing is there's a huge gap on the market. I mean, there is no a lot of, uh, there aren't a lot of technical, uh, no, not technical, aware experts who are specialized in cybersecurity awareness. Usually in the organization, the person who is responsible for educating employees and for cybersecurity awareness is an information security specialist or technical experts with the technical knowledge. And I think the problem with them is that they don't know how to communicate. The technical experts suffer from curse of knowledge. So for them, everything is simple. I can tell you a great example. Uh, uh, once I uh, had to write an article about password. And when I was writing this article, one of the director came to me and said, hey, you should write about password entropy. And I look at him and ask, how many people know what the entropy is? And the answer was silence, because it's a great example how most of technical experts think. For him, it was obvious what is entropy. For most of the users, cyber, uh, cyber security is scary, confusing, intimidating. They don't understand it. Next example, when we say employees about how to create password, we, um, we say them, hey, it should have at least 12 characters, uppercase, lowercase, special characters, numbers, and you should change it every 90 days. And what's more, you cannot have the same password on other portal or services. Is it simple? No, for the users, it's really hard to do it. I prefer to say, say them, hey, use password manager. And, and the last problem I think uh, is budget. So if you want to create attractive, immersive communication, you need money. If you want to uh, prepare uh, e-learning or webinar for your employees, attractive video, game, and so on, you need money. If you don't have money, it's hard to do something attractive. It's possible, but it's more difficult. So I think there are the, the most important challenges for building effective uh, communication. Makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you touched upon a very key area. The challenge lies in finding those people who know enough about the phenomenon, have reasonable technical awareness, and have the ability to communicate in plain and simple language. As you know, the cybersecurity phenomenon is very complicated with so many terms, terminologies, and jargons. The best thing that could happen to enhancing awareness is to try and simplify the message. 
One of the primary reasons for doing this podcast, Marcin, is to make the cybersecurity conversation more mainstream. And I'm so glad that you have joined me in this discussion. So moving along, what would you consider to be the key elements or attributes of effective cyber communication? I think one of the most important thing is to show people why this is so important. It's a great tech talk uh, by Simon Sinek, start with why. And we should show employees, show users why cybersecurity is so important for them. And I think the best way to do it is to show them that it applies to their personal life. So here and there, there, I mean here at your work and there at your home, threats are the same. Cyber criminals don't look if it's your personal or business email, they have, um, they have all of these addresses and send, send the campaign to all of, uh, all of the addresses they, they have. So we should persuade employees that everything you learn at your work will help you to be safer at your personal life. You can a job at, at, uh, at home, we shopping, banking online, we have mobile devices, uh, but at home, you don't have a whole cyber security, security department that can help you to protect against this kind of threat. So we have to arm employees with tool and the best tool is knowledge. Knowledge, how the attack looks like, how uh, to recognize them and how to react on them. So by doing it, we creating them as a, we make them as a great cybersecurity agents who can help protect our company and they will be safer, safer and home. The next thing is that cyber security communication should be simple, immersive, attractive, uh, permanent, multi-channel. We cannot uh, only release once, only for new employees, a new uh, cyber security training. And of course, we will be comply with some regulations, but it won't change anything. If we do a training once for a few years, it won't change anything. So we have to send them a message every month, every week in different channel, because there are a lot of channel in the organization. Of course, every, uh, every cybersecurity communication program and awareness program should be adjust to the organization. It's easier to communicate in a small company when you have 20 uh, employees and they are all on the same floor. It's uh, much harder to do it uh, in a global organization when you, when you have to have security champions and, 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 and so on. So, um, but I, I want to give you an example. For, uh, when, we, uh, when we write an article, what is the most important part of this? Headline. If headline is not attractive, people won't read it. So how, uh, how uh, a lot of people write articles and headlines, for example, don't click 
on a suspicious link. Is it catchy? It's not. Probably most of the people won't read it. Instead of that, you can write, one click is enough to allow someone to steal your money. And this headline will encourage people to go deeper to this article, to click on it uh, and read more about uh, cyber uh, security. What else? We should also tell people the story, not only the information about uh, cybersecurity. We should show them the whole context. So why cyber criminals do it, how they do it, and what can be the consequences of the attack. If you have um, a template and you are limited to the words, it's hard to explain cybersecurity in 200, 300 words, because sometimes in an um, organization, communication looks like that. Uh, so you have to tell people the story. Uh, and you also have to show them uh, how the attacks looks like. You can record a video of the example of the attack. For if, what will happen after connecting a malicious USB device to your laptop? If you don't have technical experts who can do it for you, you can also pay an external vendor for you. But as I mentioned before, you have to have a budget to do it. True. True. In, in fact, I want to uh, re-emphasize uh, a statement you made, which is so compelling. You said the communication should be attractive, should be immersive, and should be simple. I couldn't agree with you more. You have to get people to recognize why they need to be aware of different types of attacks, the consequences, and how does that relate to the work they do, the consequences? Because at the end of the day, you know, everybody is not thinking about cybersecurity effectiveness like some are. So the recognition that we need to make it more relatable cannot be overemphasized. And that brings up another point that you made. And I'm gonna couch it a little differently. What we can't have is a one size fit all approach. Neither can we have the check the box approach. Okay, there's a compliance requirement. You mentioned the word template. Here's the template. Let's send it out to everybody. Communication is complete. That's not well done. At the end of the day, I think it's all about how, um, how genuine is the intent to communicate effectively and what mechanisms are in place to assess whether the recipient has really received your message. And once again, talking about receiving the message being relatable, what that brings to mind is the importance of making sure the message is customized, making sure the message is targeted, making sure the message is personalized. Let's say I am performing a certain role in an organization. If you would align the security posture, security measures, the security best practices 
that I need to be conscious of while I perform the role, that would be so much more relatable. I'll be able to assimilate that, assimilate that so much better than if I'm looking at a one page long email with all kinds of do's and don'ts. And like you said, you know, those kinds of emails we all receive in organizations, we tend to look over them because often the titles are not catchy, the message is too long. And I have a natural tendency to look at an email and the first question I ask myself, is it for me or is it for the masses? If it's for the masses, that gets a lower priority. So that level of consciousness, that recognition is important. And yes, it does require organizations to go the extra distance. You talked about budget, absolutely. And anything else that needs to be done, whether it's from a governance standpoint, from a procedural standpoint, those steps have to be taken because we cannot emphasize enough the importance of effective communication. So let's go along this direction and talk about some best practices or guiding principles that you see out there? First of all, uh, as you mentioned, we should divide and we should think what uh, groups do we have within the organization and tailor the training for them. It's hard to prepare a different communication for different groups. In my opinion, it's better to prepare for them targeted training. I have uh, delivered thousands of this kind of training uh, at my previous job at uh, PKOVP, this uh, the biggest bank in Poland. So um, for example, when employees at the branch centers uh, have different needs that employees working on the call center or assistants of the directors or the executive. So the best way I think is to prepare an online training for them. Of course, as I mentioned, it's easier in a small organization. It's hard to solve a big organization who uh, has 200,000 employees, but it's possible. I think the best way to uh, educate employees is contact one-on-one, -on -one, even on Zoom or other platform like Teams and, and so on, because you have an hour, more than hour. I think um, hour uh, uh, is enough to explain them why this is so important, show them what are the most important rules within an organization. For example, at PKOBP, I created um, 10 cybersecurity rules for employees and uh, clients. And when you have this kind of rules, it's easier to promote them and basing on them, um, educate your, your employees. Mm. Uh, what's more, what is important? Well, uh, I think we should concentrate on building the human firewall. So show employees that they are important part of the cybersecurity system and 
if they have this tool, this knowledge, they will help us protect our organization. I think the problem is that many organizations, uh, many companies tend to treat employees as risks, as the weakest link, and they use all of this terminology that suggests they, they don't actually have a power to be a strong security agent. When we want to protect our organization, we don't need the weakest link. We need strong link. And when we see people as a strong link, they act as a strong link. When you use this terminology risk, the weakest link, uh, it's uh, this um, pep cuts. I mean, problem exists between a keyboard and chair. So this is how most technical experts see the role of the users. They, I, they, they are not the weakest link. They, they are the primary attack vector. They can be valuable assets for the organization, but we have to uh, educate them, train them, and reward them. I heard a lot of stories when people uh, reported a phishing email and they don't even uh, receive an email, a feedback, if it, if it was a phishing or not a phishing. So if you want to build uh, the great culture in your organization, you have to reward your employees, show them that they are important. Of, co of course, there are many ways to do it and we can spend uh, hours talking about it. <laughs> we don't have so much time, but um, you should think and concentrate and show them every communication you prepare in videos, podcasts, webinars, on your intranet, show them why their role is so important. You have e-learning, show them uh, their role in this e-learning. You have articles, show them in articles. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, it's important because when you have this culture of fear, so when employees uh, don't want to report any suspicious email, they are afraid of their mistakes because you blame them for their mistakes. They make mistakes, they are humans. We all make mistakes. And if they don't understand cybersecurity, concentrate or educating them, show them why this is so important, that it's not so difficult, but you have to do it uh, in simple and understandable way. When you use a lot of fancy words and acronyms, uh, they, don't they won't understand it. I'd love to jump in here because uh, you are saying stuff that's getting me all excited and passionate. And, and, and the one thing I'd like to say here is don't let jargons be the great digital divide. Don't let terms, terminologies, acronyms come in the way of connecting the entire organization and getting them on board and getting them on the same page when it comes to understanding the challenges and how to deal with them. You put it so well when you said, employees or people treat them as the strongest link. There's a difference between being the biggest target and being the strongest link. And that distinction needs to be made. And I'm sure you will agree from your life experiences, and I have seen enough 
to conclude that the more you have confidence in people, the more you're willing to trust them, the more you're willing to empower them with training, they will rise to the occasion. You know, in one of my earlier podcasts, I had the CEO of a major corporation make a very telling comment. He said, Dave, people come to work because they want to make a difference. They come to work because they would like to do something great. And that's the kind of mindset that organizations need to have. That's the kind of mindset that would create and sustain what I call in my book, the high performance information security culture. To be able to create and sustain that culture, people continue to be the most important factor. How, how you motivate them, how you empower them, that's the challenge, but it's a great challenge to have. And we have enough tools, enough guidelines to make those things happen. The intent needs to be there, the recognition needs to be there. And I'm so glad that you're sharing these wonderful examples with listeners to enhance that level of awareness. So Marcin, while we were having our prep discussion, you said something very interesting that stayed with me. You said the education about cybersecurity should be permanent. Tell us a little more about that. Why? Why it should be permanent? Because um, threats uh, are changing every day. And uh, that is one, uh, one thing. So three years ago, we, have, we had different threats. And next few years, probably we will have different. So that's one thing. And the other is that when you, uh, as I mentioned before, when you uh, release your training, uh, obligatory training, only for new employees, and they completed it, the education is not finished. You have to continue, reinforce your education, reinforce this rule in different channels in the organization. You learn a whole life. It's the same with cybersecurity. If you only release your one training and you think it's enough, it isn't enough. You have to have different tools, different actions, uh, influence people. What is the most important uh, in cybersecurity education? Changing human behavior. If you click on a link, what we have to do is to change this, this behavior. And how can we do it? We need uh, this BJ Fogg behavior model. And we need three things. Employees, users should be motivated. They need to have ability and prompt or trigger. 
And when we have these three elements at the same time, you can change human behavior. Of course, so we have to motivate them. How? Show them why. Start with why. Why this is so important for you. Of course, we have to build their ability or maybe they have this ability. And we need a prompt, a trigger. And this communication can be a trigger. Attractive video with a simple message for them. Video um, don't have to be very long, especially in social media. People usually concentrate on the first five, six seconds. So the most important information should be included in this first five, six seconds. Or you cannot prepare a 10 minutes video about cybersecurity. Let's do it in one minute. It's enough to insert them the, mo their in the most important information. You can create a newsletter for employees with the most important information and send them uh, it once a month, once a week. Uh, think about external experts. Invite someone to your company who can share the knowledge with your employees. And what's more, you need to, to do it, you need the right people. That's why the trend on the market is that people, uh, uh, companies uh, are searching for people not with um, technical knowledge, but with communication, public relation, and marketing background. Because all you have to do is uh, find a way to promote your program, to promote this cybersecurity rules, how to do it, how to influence people, how to encourage them, how to change their behavior. Uh, and I think most te technical experts don't know how to do it. You know, one of the best practices that I came across in an organization is their approach of incremental learning. Almost every day, an email goes out to the inboxes with one message, with maybe one learning item. So their approach is that we want the cybersecurity education and training to be continuous, to be reinforced instead of giving them, you know, giving it to them all at once in huge chunks, let's give it to them in small incremental amounts. And make, let's make it uh, around the year, a daily activity. So then it's, it's becoming institutionalized. It's becoming part of the organizational DNA, the organizational best practices. Another point that you made, and I want to reemphasize that. And it goes back to what we, when we were talking about making the educational experience, the training experience as immersive, as hands-on as possible. Bottom line, can we make it fun? Can we make it interesting? Whether it's by showing little video clips or whether it's by hosting some workshops where scenes are enacted about the consequences of what happens or about 
how an employee or a set of employees were able to save the company from a certain attack, sharing those in the form of stories, but in a dramatic fashion, that would get the attention of the people. In other words, one has to get creative about how you want to communicate, what you want to communicate, some thought needs to go into it. Let's not, let's get past the, the template-based approach that you talked about. Let's get creative. Every company has probably a relatively unique culture. They have a better understanding of what would go well with their employees. So they should accordingly customize their communication as opposed to just hiring an expert from outside and having them run the show. Nothing against experts. I respect experts. And I'm sure experts bring a lot of experience working across industries, across firms. But an organization still needs to have oversight, still needs to make sure that they're working in partnership with the expert to provide the training that is appropriate for their people. So that's kind of the way um, I think we will make progress because as you know, effective communication is so critical, whether it's getting employee buy-in, whether it's getting the buy-in of uh, the leadership, whether it's uh, trying to convince people about not doing something of not engaging in a certain act, unless we have a good way of getting the message across, we are unlikely to achieve what you just said, the change in behavior. I can tell you an interesting story about Please. one of the e-learning program I, I prepared in my previous job. So when I came there, I realized that existing e-learning was boring. It was 20 slides with a lot of information about policies, standards, and so on, which you had to do, but it wasn't interesting. And my main idea was we have to change it. And <clears throat> we prepared a new e-learning uh, with experts, it's not a secret, it was uh, Paula Januszkiewicz from Secure. You can find a post about it um, <clears throat> on my uh, LinkedIn profile. And we started from promoting this learning, show employees, hey, something new is coming. And we organized an event. We involved to this one of the C-level executives. Because if you need this culture of enablement, it should start with the highest level in the organization. Because one of uh, Robert Cialdini principles of persuasion is authority. So if people, uh, employees see that cybersecurity education, cybersecurity training is important for our CEO, board member, and so on, it should also be important for me. Imagine the situation that you receive an email about a mandatory training from corporate address and you receive an email about mandatory training 
from one of the board member. Uh, of course, if you receive uh, an email from board member about mandatory training, probably you will do it the same day. <laughs> and, but coming back to the story. So we organized an event. Uh, during this event, we told employees what will be new in this uh, e-learning program when we are going to uh, launch it. And I can tell uh, it was a huge program. So we divided this uh, program uh, to 10 different modules. And I can tell you that after we released this first module and the second module, I received a lot of emails from employees with the information that it was the best e-learning they have ever seen because we show them why, we show them how the attacks look like, what are the consequences of the attack. And this e-learning program was immersive because you don't, people prefer watch than read. So we concentrated on videos, materials. So you could sit and watch something interesting about cybersecurity. And and yes, I think it, it's, it's important to start from this uh, interesting e-learning program and show them uh, why this is so important for them. And what's more, uh, after uh, I have received uh, all these emails, I came to idea that let's use it. And I asked these employees, hey, can I prepare a video with you so you can say what's your opinion about this e-learning because you want to promote this learning within the organization and they agreed. So I recorded them. I, don't, I didn't need a budget because I did it uh, on Teams. I recorded a, a video with them with four employees. So I, I also used their opinion to build the cybersecurity communication. Uh, that's an excellent uh, point. In fact, you made several, um, you know, you shared some excellent examples. One thing that comes to mind um, relating to what you just said, if you can build that peer group, uh, in fact, this particular educational institution they have created what they called the champions network. The champions network comprises of folks who are willing to champion the cause of cybersecurity. So I'm thinking an organization can create a champions network, people who will focus on effective cybersecurity communications. And each of these, folks serve as influencers. They serve as a hub who can promote the message more effectively to their group. You mentioned the challenges of achieving these effective communication goals in large organizations. And I believe by creating networks of people, of trained people, 
people who are passionate, people who are influencers, who have the ability to be very compelling, use these networks to spread the word. So it doesn't have to be like a message coming from the top, being sent to everybody. I think the approach should be more distributed. And that's how it will take on a life of its own. It'll gather momentum. And then you will see a groundswell. You will see a bottom-up approach where everybody is a conduit, is a source of how to effectively communicate or share something relating to the good cyber practice. And that's the way I believe the overall communication effectiveness can be achieved, which in turn could lead to creating a high-performance information security culture. Well, Marcin, this discussion is so interesting. I want to keep going. However, we have some time constraints. So I'd like to ask you to start wrapping this up for us by sharing some key messages, some final thoughts, whatever you'd like to share with the listeners. Concentrate on building culture of enablement in your organization rather than culture of fear, because everything starts from culture in the organization. When you have this culture of enablement, people, people love to feel valued. They want to be the important part of cybersecurity system. If you have the right culture, they will feel responsible for uh, cybersecurity. They will feel as a vital part of the cybersecurity system. And they can be your really valuable asset. But remember, you have to educate them, train them, and reward them, not blame them. Because if you have this culture of fear, if you blame your employees for mistakes, they won't be an important part of your cybersecurity system. Yes, they will really be a risk. All you need in, the, in your organization is make your employees the strong link, the important part of your organization. Arm your employees with tools. And the main tool is knowledge, knowledge how to react, how to react to the attack, how to recognize them. And remember that cybersecurity communication education should be permanent, should be simple and understandable, multi-channel, distinctive. Remember that you have to change human behavior without changing human behavior, they won't be an, uh, an, uh, a great agent. If they make mistake, find a way how to change it. And yeah, I think that's, that's our, the most important part. And start with why. Show them why this is so important. And the best way to do it is how cybersecurity applies to their personal life. 
because attacks here and there are the same. But at home, you don't have cybersecurity experts, technical experts, tool and uh, expensive so software that can uh, help you protecting yourself and and your uh, your family and find a way to involve in your program c-level executives show employees that cybersecurity is important for all the people within the organization not only for employees and prepare an attractive immersive uh, communication awareness program in different channels in the organization. You have webinars, podcasts, videos, emails, newsletters, e-learning, a lot. You can create a cybersecurity day, a cybersecurity awareness month. You can uh, prepare for them targeted training, online training. Uh, you have a lot of different tools which you can use uh, to build this, this cybersecurity awareness and don't afraid to uh, hire someone with communication, marketing or public relation experience because it's easier for a person like me to learn about cybersecurity cyber rather, rather, rather than for technical experts to learn communication skills. Well, thank you so much, Marcin. That was very, very informative. Um, I'd like to wrap it up as well, reminding our listeners the significance of customized, targeted, personalized communication. Recognizing that a one-size-fit-all approach doesn't work. There needs to be a genuine intent to communicate effectively and suitable assessment mechanisms should be in place to assess communication performance. With that, we conclude our discussion for today. Thank you again. Thank you so much. A special thanks to Marcin Gantlers for his time and insights. If you like what you heard, please leave the podcast a rating and share it with your network. Also, subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance only. The discussants assume no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained in this podcast is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantee of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. The opinions and recommendations expressed in this podcast are those of the discussants and not of any organization.